Welcome back. This is episode eight with Jaden Clover. Before getting into that, I just wanted to thank everybody who's listened or gave me feedback. It means a lot to see the the numbers go up on it and that people are enjoying it, either taking motivation from other people's stories or just taking that bit of time to, to listen during work or whatever. I originally started recording from my mobile phone and then I've just bought some mics so you should be able to tell the the sort of disparity in sound quality at the minute. I was sort of waiting to see if I'd keep it up and if I enjoyed it and I am so yeah expect a lot more episodes. I want people from all walks of life to be on here and I also want to try out a few other things with UFC episodes and um, also my own ones where I help people who want to make that transition as a freelancer or maybe somebody who can travel and work, um, having the experience already myself. But let's get into this episode with Jade and Clover. Let me tell you a little bit about what we talked about and what you can expect to hear. Jaden's a very talented singer and artist from Birmingham. She's my cousin, and despite that, I've got no bias. She really is a, a talent. I really enjoy her music, and we were trying to talk about the genre that she's in. She doesn't want to be put into a box, but she has been told that it's like trap soul, neo soul. So it's definitely right up my street. But even if you're into that music or not, I'd say go and check her out. Jaden Clover. You can see the spelling on this episode now, if you're listening, which you are. Um, And go on to Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. You'll find her everywhere. And let me know what you think. Give her a follow on Instagram. And like I say, in this episode, we talk about her journey, what she's done up to now, and some of her future plans to break into America. As well as that, what I really wanted to do is kind of immerse myself into that world of a creative because I've got no musical talent and but I'm still interested in in like music and what people have to do to get far in that industry because it's a difficult one isn't it you have to really put yourself out there with your expression and that's why I asked about the writing process what she does in the studio um, deadlines and how she responds to those as well as just what a lot of her songs are about. She's released Rat Race as one of her first songs. And since then, she talks about how she's evolved as an artist. And you can expect to hear things like London at Dawn, Good Thing, Red, Yellow, Green. Like I say, go on all these platforms, have a look. But for now, I'm going to stop rambling on. Let's get into it. Welcome to Treasure Talks, Jade and Clover, upcoming singer in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. How's it going? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we're cousins, and I was just going to mention that it's it's mad because we've probably we've got a big family, and we've probably met what three times? Yeah, something yeah. like that in the whatever twenty many years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you always find like, or I do anyway, like with the treasures, there's a lot of um, similarities mm-hmm. and like. You seem to connect quite quick, don't yeah. you, when you speak to different people in the family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've just been, we're just looking at your latest song that's, when's it out? 
Uh, my well, my latest one came out on the sixth of September. Yeah. That's called Good Thing, and that's featuring K Far Away. He's a Dudley based artist, um, and it's produced by Hurricane, who's from Luton. So, kind of just everyone's from different parts of the UK coming together on one track. Uh, that's really cool. I, I like it as well. And it's uh, what genre would you call your music? Um, a lot of people would say R and B. Um, so yeah, R and B, but I, I don't necessarily want to be in that box. Yeah, you don't um, want people to sort of just say it's one type yeah, of because yeah. often you get stuck then. Don't exactly, you? and um, the like the stuff that I'm going to be releasing soon, it's not just your standard R and B or UK R and B. It's a bit different. So I think even the stuff now is like quite different as well. It seems mm-hmm. like a new style. Yeah, I, I hear um, trap soul quite okay. often. Um, neo soul, yeah. I've been looking forward to asking you like about your sort of musical influences mm-hmm. and favorite artists. Mm-hmm. Just wondering if there's any similar to, to yeah. the ones I like. Yeah. Who, could you name a few that you like? Um, so on a daily basis, I listen to Aaliyah, Pink. So Pink's old, like very first album. Yeah. Um, that's R and B, like pure R and B. TLC, um, Destiny's Child, of course, um, yeah, Erica Badu, but then like New School, Janae, um, Etta Bond, yeah, the, there's a there's a very long list, <laughs> yeah. people, and the list doesn't end anywhere, but for kind of my musical influences, it's those, but the music that I listen to, it kind of varies, because I listen to Kid Cudi as well, like, he's amazing. Um, and I like people who are lyricists and are smart and just explore different genres as well themselves as people and as, as artists. So. I was hoping that you'd say Erica Badu mm-hmm. when you said it. And that's what I was going to say. We've obviously, you are sharing the same last name, but mm-hmm. you're known as Jaden Clover. Mm-hmm. And I got that wrong because I thought maybe it was something connected to Erica Badu because mm-hmm. she's got a, a few... Sl- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that was just given that that name was given to me by my dad. Uh, so my name is Jaden Clover uh, on my birth certificate. But when I heard that song, I was like, "Oh, it's about me!" <laughs> like anything with that references Clovers, it's about me. Like regardless of what anyone says, it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you'd say Erica Badu as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, are you into like reggae and um, hip hop and? Yeah, I am. I'm into everything. But with reggae, it's more so kind of like growing up. So that's all my mum would play on a Sunday. She's cooking the dinner. She's playing reggae or lovers rock in the morning. Um, So it's kind of my childhood. Um, And hip hop, I do love. Also a part of my childhood, but a little bit later. Um, MTV days. You know, when you just leave the TV on and yeah. it's MTV that's on and you see Chingy and you see Ludacris with these crazy videos and Missy Elliott and, yeah. Yeah, yeah the reason I like, picked those genres as well is I'm, I was trying to think before you got here like what mm-hmm. kind of influences you may have had and what your music sounded like. But, mm-hmm. yeah, de- definitely could hear a yeah. little bit of Erica Badu yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think my, my kind of older stuff is more Erica Badu, um, but then... As I kind of go on, I get told that I'm more like Aaliyah or Janae just because of the softness of my voice. Um, and I kind of hear it in Good Thing, my most recent song. Um, it's like how I've kind of delivered the words, uh, especially the verse, is kind of Aaliyah-esque. 
I was going to ask, how did you start singing? Because I remember you was in college, wasn't you? And mm-hmm. you was doing, was it performing arts yeah, and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So is that when you first got into singing or no. have you always been? Always sang. So my mum said my first words were no, no, no from Dawn Penn song. <laughs> um, and ever since that, I just sang. So I remember my first memory of kind of performing was being an angel in infant school. Um, and getting that solo and then from there I'd just always get the solos and I'd always be a singing part um, and then secondary school I went on to playing Little Inez in Hairspray um, and then after that I was just kind of like okay I've done some singing stuff I'm done like I'm done what what else do I need to do in my life but because I was so young I just didn't I didn't feel like I had any guidance with my singing um, and then my best friend he's an actor um, he was like, Jaden, just come to Boa with me. I was like, and do what? He said, do musical theatre, what do you mean? So from him saying that, if he didn't say that, I don't think I would have done musical theatre or be singing now. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it can be hard to know which way to turn. You've <laughs> mm-hmm. got a talent and yeah. a hobby, yeah. but you just don't know which way to go with exactly, it. Exactly, because it, it's scary because you kind of when you're like let's say 16 so no when I was 15 it was the decision of do I go and study health and social care do I go study law or do I actually just go and do what I want to do um and at that point I was kind of not necessarily brainwashed because my parents didn't kind of beat anything into me but at that point I was kind of thinking but I need something that's going to be stable for me like financially stable um but yeah, I just... That's kind of programmed into us anyway, isn't mm-hmm. it? And you feel like you've got a deadline to choose and that's yeah. something I was actually going to ask about. How do you feel with deadlines? Or Because creatives rarely want to give in to deadlines. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. If you're feeling creative, then you then yeah. That, yeah. you feel creative. You don't want to mm-hmm. say, right, this needs to be done by then. Is it is that right for you as well? Oh, no. So my uh, engineer, Joe Duffy, um, goes by Jay Duffy is nice as well. Um, he goes mental at me so whenever I do a song I'm like right I want it out for this date this needs to be done (laughs) and he kills me because he says like you shouldn't set a deadline I'm like but it just makes me feel like there's like it's final um so yeah I, I do work to deadlines and I've got a lot of deadlines at the moment that I need to work towards um but I just feel like it just gives me some form of organization and direction yeah, I guess because otherwise you can start a song and then still be working on it three, mm-hmm. four years because naturally a lot of artists are perfectionists mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So if you don't set that date, do you feel that you'll just keep working on that song uh, too no, long? No, because it, it gets to a point where it's kind of like, okay, it's done yeah. and I'm tired of hearing about it and I'm tired of having to fix this and fix that um so no like yeah it gets to a point where i'm like yeah send it out get it done whatever so with good thing i was kind of like whatever i'm done go get it out whatever um so yeah yeah it just depends what it is so with my ap at the moment i'm kind of just like everything's recorded but i'm like it still needs perfecting and once it's got to that point then i'll be happy let's talk about this ep then Mm -hmm. is this um the one that was just mentioned good things as well well good thing uh that's just a single um and i wanted to put that out because i wanted to feature with someone on a track like that was my first feature that i've ever released especially onto like the, the platforms 
Um, so that was just kind of like an introduction to what I'm doing at this moment in time. Um, but my EP will kind of be an insight to what I'll be working at in that moment in time. Okay. Yeah. And how can people support you with that then? Where can they download it and stream um, it? Uh, I haven't really thought about it. Okay. Because I haven't released... An, I've released an EP before, but that was like 2016 and yeah. it cannot be found anywhere. Um, but I think the best way to support is to stream, download, and if you can, buy it. Um and I might make it available on Bandcamp just so that people can pay whatever price they want to for the EP uh, and support me that way. But yeah, I think I just need a bit more of uh, interaction yeah. with people and yeah. blogs. And, and if stuff. anyone wants to find your social media and some of your other tracks, I'll put it in the show notes mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So if I can uh, just click on it there. That's I was going to cool. ask about the... Obviously, because of your age as well, mm-hmm. with the internet, mm-hmm. I suppose you're getting a lot of benefits and maybe some of the the cons of mm-hmm. the internet as well. Yeah. Have you found that with, definitely. with music? Yeah, definitely. Um, so like a lot of the time, when I'm asked that question, I think back to like Aaliyah. So when Aaliyah was kind of in her prime, she was around my age. I'm a little bit older, um, but she was around my age and she didn't have to do all this being constantly on instagram or tweeting and having to be careful about what she says you know people knowing her opinions on things because she's written out on the internet she didn't have to do that all she had to do was have a face have music and that's it yeah it's like weird how quick it's moved and Mm -hmm. you think like the myspace days is what when people feel like hang on a minute we can stream and we can talk and post pictures yeah yeah and and a lot of artists were making a name for themselves through mm-hmm. the MySpace platform. Yeah, yeah. And now you look at it today with things like SoundCloud and the way you can stream music on Apple, which mm-hmm. is like brilliant, really, because yeah. everyone can access your music now. Mm-hmm. But then, as you say, with social media, it just it's adds a, a whole other facet yeah, to it where yeah. you have to... Do Interact. you Do you feel that pressure of needing to um, interact all the time? Sometimes, um but I don't let it really get to me because it's not worth it and it's not what I'm here to do. I'm an artist and I've got things to say on my music, um, in my music, shall I say, and I don't know, like, I don't feel like Instagram needs me. Yeah. It's kind of my Spotify, my SoundCloud, my Apple Music that I need to be interactive with, not necessarily Instagram. It's great to meet people and it's great to make, like, friends, especially, like, people you've never met in your life like I've got friends over in New York California that I've done songs with that don't know me that I don't know them but we've got a relationship uh, and I support me and they support me and I support them as much as each other um so yeah I I think Instagram is oh it needs to die now <laughs> I think I honestly really? think, yeah I definitely think it needs to die um, and MySpace needs to come back and we need to all get into SoundCloud and just enjoy music and not the personalities. Music yeah. is not about... Yeah, it's about, you know, having some form of layers to you as a person, but Instagram is personalities and, and kind of how pretty you are. And it's just... And it's a, only a small snapshot of that, so you <clears throat> never really... That's why I like this, like podcasting, <clears throat> it's a longer form of media where you get yeah. the chance to get more of your personality across but even then it's still like just you know it's just talking. yeah it's just yeah. talking within half an hour you, yeah. you can never really 
um, portray who you are through mm-hmm. that. But never mind, like these stories and Snapchats mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You just can't yeah. get yeah. your personality out on there, can you? And it's difficult. And I feel like a lot of people, if they were to look at my Instagram, they'd probably have an impression of, of me. But then when they meet me, they'll be like, oh, you're actually like different to, to what I thought you were. And I do get that a lot. And I kind of hate that because it's just kind of like just don't don't make assumptions on so do you you get a lot of people assume yeah like a certain personality yeah is that just because you're a singer and they they no idea really no idea i don't i don't really care because i'm just the person who kind of values people for them as a person and their personality and what you know what they who they are not as their Instagram value. That's yeah. not, not really what I do. Yeah, I think people too put too much uh, sort of focus sometimes on mm-hmm. on other people's Instagrams and yeah. social media. Whether it's the even celebrities, like mm-hmm. I don't really like the celebrity culture too much. Yeah, no. It's nice to celebrate people, but mm-hmm. like some people get too wrapped up into all that Definitely. shit. I think. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, and it kind of. For some people, I can't necessarily say myself, but for some people it can, like, trigger things for them and it can make them feel anxious and it can make them kind of feel not happy with their life. But, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of a, a draw of who wins fame, yeah. I guess. Yes. Yeah. You played recently. Mm-hmm. Um, where was that? The- that was Cafe Artem. How did that go then? Really well. Um, it was kind of... So my intentions for that event was it to be intimate and like a safe space for everybody. So that's DJs, artists and people who were coming to see the show. Um, it went very well. Everyone did so amazing. Um, and like pe- the feedback that I got from people was that they, they really enjoyed themselves and that they really want to do it again, that I should do it again. And yeah, it went... Do you get nervous in the build-up to performing? Um, I used to. Um, I didn't this time because I had a few drinks. Um, <laughs> and because, like, my mum was there, my friends were there, people who I invited were there. It was, yeah. So I didn't really feel any need to be nervous. And plus I was hosting throughout the night anyway. So, yeah, I kind of felt comfortable. Do you can you recall that the first time you had to perform live? Uh, yeah. How did that feel? Um, I was scared because at this point, <clears throat> like, I just started doing music. Um, so I was I think I was twenty two when I did my first performance, and that was two thousand and seventeen. Um, and it was just outside ball ring. Um. And yeah, I'd 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 got songs like I've I've got my songs there, but to perform as Jaden Clover and not as a character, yeah, it was uh, it was scary. But they loved it and they wanted me back again. And then someone from SBTV walked past and they said, "We want to get you on the SBTV that was TV thing that was going on in Boring that weekend." Um, so yeah, it, it was it was scary, but it just opened doors for me. So what like when you usually perform nowadays Mm -hmm. have you got like a ritual or what happens in that day could you walk through Mm. what happens maybe in like literally Mm -hmm. just before or maybe even before you come out to Mm -hmm. sing is there anything in particular or is it just um not at the moment because i've only done two shows this year i've kind of been quite on the performance side this year um but i think i like yogi tea 
So yogi tea is just like it's a it's a brand of tea, and they've got one called uh, throat coat, um, and it's got like uh, what is it? Oh, I don't remember what's in it now. I'm on the spot. Um, but it basically it's like it's got a sweet taste. Um, you just it's just literally water, and it just coats your throat, and it makes you feel like yeah, I'm ready to perform. Um, but. Uh, I've done lots of things like that as well, like uh, different vocal exercises there and is, warming up. Before. Yeah, I don't warm up because I'm lazy as hell. <laughs> um, and like, if like you listen to my music, so you know that my voice literally sounds just like this if I was to sing. Um, but yeah, there's there's a number of like teas, warm ups, and there is um, vocal zone. I think it's called. It's kind of like a little suite that you can use just to clear all your airwaves and stuff. So I had that. Um, in when I first performed in London and I was like oh what's this it's, this is different it, it was it was good but I'm just um I'm I don't know like I just like to go on stage as me so throughout the day I'll just go about my day normally probably stressing messaging my engineer like oh my god I need this oh my god I need that but yeah just just a normal day when you mentioned just that SBTV mm-hmm. asked you to go and um, perform. Mm-hmm. Did you manage? Did you do that in the yeah. end? Yeah, I did that, <clears throat> um, and that was when I released Rat Race, um, and I think London at Dawn as well. Um, so that was yeah, it was it was different because it was kind of like a glass, a plastic box, um, with I think three or four other people in there. Me with a microphone, but the microphone had a camera on the end, so there's a camera right in my face. Yeah, so that was the first time that I've actually done something like that. Um, but then the following year, they got me back as well. Uh, that was last year, um, and that was at Custard Factory. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I saw that as well mm-hmm. at the time. It looked really good. And yeah. I, I like that song as well. I like all of the songs that mm-hmm. I've heard, genuinely. Yeah. And the Rat Race one is probably one of my favourite ones. But that's oh, from uh, You're yeah, Not Like It. No, <laughs> no. Like, I'm... I'm I evolve and I change very quickly yeah. in music. So London at Dawn, I would still say I'm very London at Dawn though with my sound because yeah. that song was I don't know where that came from, but that is me. Um, and it will probably sound a lot similar to it to to listeners. They probably say yeah, London at Dawn, Red, Yellow, Green, and Two Years. They could easily go on an EP together because they sound the same. Um, and sounds similar but yeah London at Dawn is definitely one of my favourites but Rat Race and Winter Kisses mm-mm. no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I do like um, I think it was two years mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. I was listening to that yeah, um, yeah I do and I, I get that as well how all those could be on the same yeah. EP yeah what goes into the writing process of these and oh. are they all about like somebody mm-hmm. um so when I first started writing, um, I first started, I think I wrote my first song when I was 20. So obviously my brother, he's a rapper um, and I'd always like listen to him freestyle and listen to his song. So from very, very young, I've kind of known that it was accessible and that was that it was possible, but I just didn't know how to do it. Um, and like I'd ask him and he'd be like, like it will happen when it, when it will happen, like it will happen. So... Yeah, I wrote my first song when I was 20. That was... I don't think that was about anyone. That was just my mainly wordplay, but that isn't out yet, and I might release it next year. So that that by that time, it'll be like six years old. Um, and then London at Dawn, that was influenced by the name of the beat. 
Um, but then two years, that is about someone. Uh, red, yellow, green. No, that was just kind of me writing just to write. Um, and then good thing, that is about someone. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah. when you start writing, do you just, like you say, when it's ready, it's ready? Do you, mm-hmm. do you sometimes just sit there and think, I have to jump up and note stuff down? Sometimes. Um, like, I'll just play the beat. So, for example, 2018, this time 2018, Hurricane had sent me uh, a batch of beats, five beats, and I sat in the kitchen at my mum's and I just wrote to all of them. Um, so one of them is due to come out next year as well. Uh, Red Jelly Green, that's came out last year. Um, so yeah, it just kind of, I, I listen to the beat and I think, how does this make me feel? How does this make me, what does it make me want to say? And that's how I, that's how I choose my beats. And a lot of the time, like the other day, someone sent me a beat. They was like, oh, go and have a listen. I was like, okay, cool. I'll go and have a listen. And I wrote a whole song just like that because it made me feel something um, and I don't think people realise that so like when people send me beats they send me like trap or grime beats and it's just kind of like what am I supposed to do with this like what am I supposed to do um, but yeah it just depends on how a beat makes me feel once you've written it how long does it take then to sort of make um, that into the final mm-hmm. the final product uh, so last year, so Hurricane sent me the beats in September. Red, yellow, green was out by October, I think. Is that right? Sounds like a lie. Are you in and um, out of the studio a lot to record one song, or once you've written it and sort of practiced it, it takes a while? Yeah. So when I write a song, I kind of perfect how I want to deliver it. So do I want to deliver it kind of softer than usual, breathy? Like what's my what's my approach? And then I'll take that with me to the studio. So I'm going to the studio on Saturday, and I've got like a list of seven things that I want to do. Um, so that'll just be recording, and then I'll take it home with me, and I'll think. What do I want to change? What can I add here? Um, and then Joe also assists me with that as well. Um, so it, it can take ages and it can take months. But because I'm currently working on my EP and I'm not dropping that till next year, I can kind of take my time and give myself as much time as I need. Yeah. When you mentioned your brother's a rapper, mm-hmm. which obviously I know. And do, do you feel some influence from him? Because I've heard like a lot of wordplay mm-hmm. in some of your songs as mm-hmm. well. Is that would you say that's part of the influence as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, he influenced me a lot, um, and he's just smart with it. And I don't. I feel like sometimes I'll write a song and I'll be like, no, this isn't enough. This isn't smart enough. I can do better. Um, and yeah, I would say that's definitely down to him and like how he approached his music as well and how he kind of just put himself everywhere like yeah. you'd type in his name and he'd come up on myspace youtube he'd be everywhere and everyone would know him as well so yeah yeah like yeah. obviously put in a lot of hard work mm-hmm. and his lyrics as well would be yeah. where you know it'd take you a while to get them you might yeah. not get them the first yeah. time you'd have to go back and be mm-hmm. like hang on a minute yeah but is it yeah. do you aim to sort of promote any type of message or get people uh, or release like thought-provoking songs mm. I feel like a lot of your songs have got like a lot of meaning behind yeah. them when I listen to that um I don't necessarily want to do songs with messages um, I'm not really sure why not um but it's just not really something that I want to do like it is something that I want to do eventually um but I just I don't know like it, it's just not what I can find right now 
um, to talk about. Um, and when I choose topics, I can't write. I just have to just allow myself to write. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my music is thought-provoking. Um, but it just depends who you are. If you're a girl, then you can probably relate. If you're a guy, then it's probably about you and your <laughs> behaviour probably reflects what I'm saying. So. <laughs> yeah, I suppose like, when you're writing and and even when you're recording, it just mm-hmm. depends what you're feeling at that time, doesn't yeah, it? And yeah. then you just go with it from mm-hmm. there. Exactly. It's like, for example, Good Thing um, at the end. Um, my voice is a little bit softer but in that song my voice is just softer anyway in comparison to let's say two years two years is more of a this is for you kind of thing whereas good thing is kind of just more of a feeling and i want people to feel yeah 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 sounds like i've heard you mention a few names of people who you've had featured or people who you've Mm -hmm. performed with Mm -hmm. and it sounds like you've use the same producer was it jay duffy Jay Duffy, yeah uh, it sounds like you've got a good team around you yeah. do you keep the same people sort of with um, you or? well i've only been doing music for two years and starting it two years ago i was very much by myself um and i was asking people you know who can i go to for this who can i go to for that da, 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 da. but as time goes on it seems i'm getting a solid team of people around me um so Joe, he's an engineer. I go to like we. I started going to his studio. I think last year March, and from then to now, we've literally become like best friends. We talk every day about everything, and it's like counselling when I go there. Um, and he's like part of like the family. Um, and then he records for Afro Queen and Fab Winners. Um, they are both amazing artists, but I do also feel like we're friends as well. Like we might not speak every day. But we go through similar things and we feel similar things within the music scene. Um, uh, And then like Hurricane, he just emailed me randomly one day. That's how we became so close. Like he's literally like a brother to me. Um, So yeah, I'd say there is definitely a strong circle around me because they're all strong individuals themselves. Like you can't have weak people in your team if you want to succeed and go somewhere and as individuals they're all just amazing and I think that's one thing as well with my event on Saturday everybody who came performed they were all they all came as individuals they didn't come as a collective or a clique everybody came as their own and they stood alone and it was it was just nice vibes because everyone was a creative and they were confident in themselves and yeah Yeah, it it must take like a certain type of person anyway to go down the path that you're going down now Mm -hmm. because it's not easy, is no, it? Like to get, like you say, you you don't want to have to worry about social media mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you're also trying to get your name out there, yeah. And you're kind of going off the the sort of norm, if you like to yeah. call it that. It's a lot harder, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you find that struggle as well with trying to juggle that around yeah, working and life. sort of that kind of thing? Um, I used to, but not anymore I've kind of got used to it like I enjoy feeling busy and I enjoy thinking right Monday to Friday nine to five I'm doing this but outside of this time I need to go see this person I need to go arrange this I need to go sit down and write about this I need to go sit down and do this storyboard it's nice to feel busy um 
but it's strange to think because when I was younger I was so shy like I don't know if you remember like I used to be so shy and I never used to say anything like around family and stuff and friends yeah but I used to be very very shy and very very like inward yeah um, and it's took it's took a while to get to this place, and because I'm an artist, is that you can't I can't afford to be shy. Do you think that expressing yourself through music has helped you gain confidence, or is that was this just a part of growing up where you've sort of got a little bit more confident? Yeah, I'd say maybe it's a part of growing up. Um, but then, like just looking at my mom, like she's confident. My sister, she's confident. Like everyone who I've grown up around, grew up around were confident and were sure of themselves and like even just looking at artists they're confident not just because they have to be but because they're so comfortable in themselves um and I feel like even the way I dress the the kind of the things that I educate myself on that has also made me confident um because yeah if you're not confident then someone's gonna try and knock you down and you can't allow that yeah so. especially in this day and age mm-hmm. as well yeah so, so. So yeah. when you stand out and try and do something a little bit different, mm-hmm. sometimes you will get that Backlash. if you listen to it at least. Yeah. The yeah. sort of criticisms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Do you get anything like that at this stage? Um, I suppose because it is just part of... It's not a reflection of you, it's mm, a reflection of them. Them, yeah. Um, kind of, well, I would say I used to get a lot of things from family about how I dressed, um, what like I kind of spoke about but they've got used to it because it was a transition of me being a teenager into a woman um, and they now know what to expect when they see me or when I open my mouth um, but no because maybe I do get that sort of stuff but I don't I try not to let it get to me um, and I try not to let it affect me because the, what what's the point in wasting energy yeah and that's what it is isn't it it's whatever you put your energy into it go. comes back as well yeah. I feel like yeah and that's interesting actually touching on what family were saying mm-hmm. because you're putting yourself out there and it's like how I feel with this podcast is like yeah. obviously you just want to say what what's on your mind and yeah. whatever's going on mm-hmm. and you can't really let those other factors get to you get yeah. to you because it just stop you exactly yeah. especially in a night like with what you're doing mm-hmm. did that happen at first then or like did it affect you or was you always just like yeah I'm gonna do what I'm doing um I don't know like I, there was a point where my dad would be like oh, why are you always singing about boys why are you talking <laughs> about boys again da, 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 boys 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 and it's just kind of like I'm sure you'd rather me sing about them than actually be in like big situations with them yeah um but I don't know, like, I'm trying to think back to when I started. So when I started, I think I was a different person. Like, I was very shy um, and quite quiet, but not at the same time. Like, it was strange. It was it was really strange, but I think I found, like, a balance. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really difficult to look back on that bit and, and think, hmm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Where do you see your future now? Do you in still in music and still is there a specific goal or you just want to keep creating whatever um, you feel like at the time? Yeah, I think well obviously I want to keep creating. Yeah. Um and I do want to get somewhere but I kind of want to do an LMA and go overseas and be international. Um I just don't feel like 
there's yeah there's support in the uk but there could be more especially birmingham um although we're the second city not a lot of people know we exist um like the lineup that i done on saturday there are people on that lineup that need recognition i find that as well birmingham's meant to be the second city mm-hmm. yeah anytime anyone mentions england they mention london manchester, manchester. Mm-hmm. leeds yeah all these yeah. other cities and mm-hmm. i feel like because i was trying to break into the media industry when i was younger mm-hmm. i was like where is everything in birmingham because yeah. they knocked down the bbc and then yeah. that went to manchester mm-hmm. and there wasn't really much here although it's growing in some aspects yeah what is it thriving now with talent and are people recognizing that then sounds like um it's being overlooked a little bit do you think yeah it's being overlooked insanely um but we i think as artists from birmingham we do our own thing we don't just kind of see other people doing something and think oh i'm gonna do that we do our own thing and we put our own spin on it and yeah people just can't see it but i do feel feel like there is more things to support us but then it also comes with an aspect of but do they want to support me yeah as an individual and i don't feel like that is there um so i think as an individual and as individuals we support each other we give each other that support um and we do what we can to support each other because no one else is going to yeah, and that's strong then, and then mm-hmm. that there's a ripple effect from that. But it, it's a shame though because, come on, we're musicians. Yeah, we we are musicians, but yet people are more happy to support Fred from over the pond. Like, support your own. Well, I don't know what that is. I'm not sure. I suppose it took people a while to warm to London acts, mm. and then I don't know maybe if it's the accent or something. I don't but know. I don't feel like you're you've got like much of a Birmingham twang to your accent really? or anything like that i, I, I suppose it, you have a little bit um i like yeah I, I do think i do have the twang um and the accent quite strong and like i used to hate it i used to get picked on it um for it like i used to get told i sound like a white girl but now i'm using it to my own benefit yeah um and i'm using it to create um, but I think in itself, so there's an artist called Tony Bantana. His accent is sh- like stronger than mine, but it sounds so good, and it sounds so Birmingham. Yeah, you have to kind of just own it, really, don't you? Because yeah. that's what they did in London with the grime scene, mm. and then slowly we've seen that move like to up north. Yeah. And then I remember hearing like a few singers from up north and thinking okay that sounds a little bit weird mm, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure what I think and then you keep going back and you're like actually you know you, yeah. you get used to it don't yeah, you but yeah. I don't obviously it's hard for me to comment on like Birmingham because obviously mm. I've got a strong Birmingham yeah, accent as well yeah, yeah to be fair though like I do hear a lot of people complain when a singer's from the UK but they sing in an American accent and it's just I think that just kind of comes down to where you were trained uh, and what you were trained in um, and I don't think people realise that. But for me to still sing in my accent, yeah, I, I feel special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. And it's like natural then, isn't it? And yeah. people are seeing the same way you're trying to be honest in the writing of the song and yeah. also the feeling in the performance. Mm-hmm. You have to be real, don't you, yeah, with the accent exactly. as well? Yeah, Definitely. yeah. So you see your future abroad, maybe in the US and or at least 
you know, dipping your toe into the market over there and seeing the reaction. I really, 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 really hope to. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's just where I kind of want to be and where I want my music to go. Yeah, but I just, I'm praying though, like every day I wake up and I'm praying that it happens. But we just, we just. What what has to happen for that? Is that about. Um, people to sign I'm a bit stupid when it comes to the <laughs> music industry you see I don't know how it works and it's always mm-hmm. evolving and changing would it have to be someone signed you up and gives you access yeah. to to the market over there mm-hmm. I'm guessing so like I don't know much myself to be honest and I try not to know so much because then you kind of get caught up in it um but I believe it's a case of be either being recognized and you independently kind of be recognized over there or you're signed um and it depends on where the market gravitate where i gravitate to in the market um and the stuff that i create yeah i think it's kind of just dependent on me and my sound but we'll see we'll see because i'll probably change by this time next week so (laughs) (laughs) i like how you sound like so true to yourself in like throughout this whole interview, everything mm-hmm. I've asked, it's about what you're feeling, what you yeah, want to do, and yeah. and even the like how you'll be sort of looked at in the US. It's like what mm-hmm. you're, whatever you do. Yeah, so yeah. Are you always like that? Yeah. Very strong in in what you what, want to do, what I and do. you're yeah. yeah, and yeah, I like to be. It's difficult to because you know everyone has opinions, and you can easily be swayed. Um, but when it comes to myself, yeah, I like to stay true to what I believe um, and what I think and how I feel. So, yeah. <laughs> if people, I mentioned it earlier, but if people want to access some of your music, then mm-hmm. um, we mentioned some of the songs. Red, Yellow, Green is mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, two yes, Years. Yeah. Um, Good Thing most recently. Okay. Yeah. And so pe- I would say those three are my top three. Nothing and else. people can find them on Apple Music. Yeah. Spotify. Spotify. SoundCloud. Uh, Tidal. Amazon. Google Play. YouTube. Yeah. And your just in the process now of releasing something mm-hmm. fairly yeah. soon yeah um yeah i don't know what kind of order i'm going to do it but my ep will definitely be coming out next year early next year um and its purpose is to make people cry so okay so you're going straight out trying for the uh emotions yeah yeah, yeah. um it's a sad it's a sad girl ep um and it's I'm glad it's releasing in the winter because winter is kind of like it's dark and it's you know you, you it's a sad time. Yeah, it's um, a different mood, isn't it? Yeah. Like the music you hear on the radio in the different, summer, mm-hmm. it's just different to yeah, in the winter. Yeah, so it will just make sense to kind of release it in the winter. Um, and so, I can I ask a little bit more about that in terms of what's beyond? Is it ba- literally based on your experiences? Um, not necessarily my ex- actually. You know what? Yeah ish um so some of them are about people again some of the songs um but it's just kind of like the process of getting over a breakup or the process of getting over losing someone whether it's a partner or a friend it it's just so that people can relate yeah yeah so it's just so people can relate and hopefully take something from it where can people keep up to date with your new releases and what you're up to? I know we did mention Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. You, yeah. But you, you're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Instagram is the best place to find all my stuff. 
but I think the mainly the stuff that I post is music. Like I don't really post like pictures of myself. Yeah. Not that I don't want to. I just don't really feel the need to. Yeah, mind. you're just not sort of caving into the pressure of yeah. having to having to do it. But you're mm-hmm. put out what again? Whatever I'll just say whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever I feel like putting out there, I will. But my Instagram is definitely a timeline of the stuff that I've released. So you can probably go right back to I don't know when, but yeah. Is yeah. that just at Jade and Clover as mm-hmm. well? Yeah, no spaces. Jade and Clover, no spaces ever anywhere in your life. No spaces. <laughs> Always no spaces. <laughs> mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> what, what about Twitter? Are you you're on Twitter? Yeah, aren't you? I'm on Twitter. No spaces. Jade and Clover. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to round it up there, but I've enjoyed that. Yeah, um, me too. Definitely enjoying your music. I'm going to come Thank and watch you. next time you're performing. Yeah. When, when yeah. are you performing? Uh, do you know yet? Yes, I'm performing at Bass Festival. Uh, that'll be the vault in Digbeth on October the 27th. Okay. So, yeah. So, put that one in your there. diaries. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll have to do this again. <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely. definitely. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Me but too. Thanks. Thanks for Thank coming you. on.